and weary. And I need sweet peace and rest. I just call upon his name. I am blessed. And when the storms of life are raging, and my spirit is oppressed, I can find in him a refuge. I am blessed. Oh, I am blessed. Yes, I am blessed. Oh, every day that I live, I am blessed when I wake up in the morning or I lay my head to rest oh I am blessed yes I am blessed Oh, I am blessed. Yes, I am blessed. Oh, every day that I live, I am blessed. When I in the morning or I lay my head to rest oh I am blessed yes I am blessed when I think of where he found me more than gave me heaven's best Just a sinner saved by grace Oh, I am blessed And I will lift my heart to praise him For he brought me through my test. Oh, I will praise his name forever. I am blessed. Oh, I am blessed. Hallelujah. Yes, I am blessed. And my spirit, it is oppressed. Oh. 
am blessed. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I am blessed. Oh, every day that I live, I am blessed. Hallelujah. Now when I wake up in the morning, all I lay my head to rest, oh, I am blessed. Yes, I am blessed. Let's sing it. Oh, hallelujah. I am blessed. sing it one more to 16 and I uh, thank Brother Scott for giving us the opportunity to minister in this service this afternoon and I have not taken that up that opportunity lightly amen I feel that the Lord began to speak to me yesterday before Brother Scott ever asked me to minister in this service this afternoon with a message Amen. And uh, it's a message that I've never preached before, but I feel heavily given by the Holy Ghost to my heart. And by the help of God, I will uh, present it to you with the unctioning of God's Spirit. Amen. I've often told the Lord, and I, you know, I've heard preachers preaching about preachers that say that they can preach, you know, without the anointing and the unctioning of God's Spirit. And I've often told God, God, I can't preach without you. And I don't even want to try. I don't even want to try. Amen. Amen. I can't, if, if, uh, if I don't preach today, it's not going to be God's fault. Amen. Praise God. Because God's given me something on my heart. Amen. And if I do preach today, it's going to be the glory belongs to him. Because I can't do it without him. Without him, I can do nothing, but I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. I love and appreciate the leaders of this district. Love and appreciate all the brethren of this district. I appreciate what we've heard thus far in this camp meeting. Amen. I appreciate being preached to. That's right. I need preaching. I need to be preached to. Amen. Praise God. I appreciate the messages we heard yesterday, Brother Mills. I appreciate that message Brother Little preached yesterday afternoon. Amen. I believe that was of the Lord. That was from God. Amen. I appreciate that message, Brother Little. Praise God. I appreciate what we've been hearing in these Bible lessons. My, 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 my. Hallelujah. And each night, praise God. Luke chapter 16, I'm going to begin with verse 19 and read through verse 31. There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. There was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sores, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. It came to pass that the beggar died, was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water, 
cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this, in this flame. And Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And beside all this between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Then he said, I pray thee, therefore, Father, that thou wouldst send him to my father's house. For I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Abraham saith unto him, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. And by the help of the Lord, I want to preach to you for just a little while this afternoon about ears that will not hear. Ears that will not hear. Would you pray with me and let's ask the Lord to speak to us. Lamb of God, in your precious name, right now, I come to you today, God, asking you for divine direction in the ministry of your word. The remainder of this service today, God. Lord, in this message, I'm asking you to fill my mouth. God, you've laid this message on my heart, oh God. And Lord, you've got to give me the word that's needed right now. God, give me the words to speak. You know every heart and every soul and every individual in this building. You know the need today, God. And I'm asking you and the Holy Ghost to minister to the needs of your people this afternoon, God. Oh, God, speak to us now, Father, in the name of the Lord. God, we have got to have the leading of your spirit, the unctioning of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, and we're careful to give you the praise and the glory. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I have not read to you this afternoon a parable. I have read to you a literal true story. Something that actually took place. Something that actually happened. There was a certain rich man. And there was a beggar by the name of Lazarus. There was a beggar that sat at the rich man's gate. There was a beggar that was full of sores. There was a beggar that daily would witness to the rich man and tell him of his need to get right with God. There was a rich man that daily rejected the call of God. A rich man that daily rejected the witness of the beggar that sat at his gate full of sores. There came the time in each of these two individual lives that they both of them walked through the door of death. The rich man died and he went to hell and began to burn in the flames of the lake of fire. And he cried out while that he was in hell being tormented in the flames of a devil's hell. And the Lazarus, the beggar that sat at his gate and begged and was full of sores, went to heaven and was in the bosom of Abraham and was comforted in Abraham's bosom. Amen. And the rich man, as he burned in torment in the flames of the lake of fire, he looked across the spats that stood between him 
burning in the flames of hell over yonder to where he could have been, looking at what could have been his, the experience that he could be having, but he saw himself and felt in his own body the flames and the torment of having rejected the word of God. Amen. Oh, let us never forget, friend, that in hell, while that we burn there, I believe this. I believe that while individuals are burning in the flames of a devil's hell, they're going to be able to see what they could be enjoying. They're going to be look, be able to look on the streets of gold. They're going to be able to see their loved ones shouting around the throne. They're going to be able to see those that witness to them enjoying the blessings of God and themselves being cast out. Oh, God, if you miss heaven, friend, it's going to be your own fault. And while you're burning in hell, you're going to see what you could have been enjoying. You're going to see what you could have had. You're going to see what blessings you could have been yours. If only you would have been as Moses and chose to suffer affliction with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. The Bible says, for Moses had respect under the recompense of the reward. In other words, he didn't just look at what was his for today, but he looked at what the future held for him. He looked at the road and where it was going to wind up at. He didn't just look at what he could enjoy today, but he looked at where he was going to spend eternity. The wise man's heart will discern both time and judgment. The wise man's heart will discern that there is time and that there is eternity. The wise man's heart will discern that there is a now and there is a hereafter. The wise man's heart will discern that there's something beyond this life. That if we have hope in this life only, we are of all men most miserable. That there is a place called heaven and that there is a place called hell. That there is a lake of fire and that there are streets of gold. That there is torment and that there is glory. That there is hell and that there is heaven. Oh God. Amen. You know what's beautiful? I'll tell you what's so beautiful about living for God. This is all the hell we're ever going to know. I said this is all of it we're ever going to know. The hell you go through on this earth, that's all the hell you're ever going to experience. The pain you suffer here, that's all the pain you'll ever have. The sorrow you have here, that's all the sorrow you'll ever have. What you go through on this earth, the trouble you have here, how that's all you'll ever know. Because you're going to a place where he's going to wipe the tears out of your eyes. There'll be no more pain. There'll be no more suffering. There'll be no more sickness. There'll be no more sorrow. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Jesus said, join heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we might also reign with him. Hallelujah. My, my, my. Hallelujah. Man's days are few and full of trouble, but there's another life. There's another place where there is no trouble. There is no trouble. There is no trouble. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. But on the other hand, it's sad to think about all of heaven that some people are ever going to know is the heaven they find right here. All the happiness some people are ever going to have is the happiness they can find here. All the joy that some people will ever know is the joy they can find in this world that's filled with trouble, torment, suffering, and sorrow. Oh, I don't want that portion. And I don't believe anyone here wants that portion. Oh, no. Hallelujah. All the pain I ever want to know is the pain I suffer right here. That's all I ever care about knowing is what I go through right here on the earth. I'm looking for a better place. I'm looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. But Abraham spoke to the rich man being in torment when he cried for Lazarus to come and to dip his finger in some water and to cool his parching tongue. Abraham spoke to, to the rich man and he said, remember, I want you to remember that you in your lifetime had your good things and Lazarus his evil or his evil things. And now then, you are suffering and Lazarus is in the bosom of Abraham. Lazarus is being comforted and there is a great gulf fixed so that they that would pass from here from there to here can't and they that would come from here and go to there cannot amen oh hallelujah hallelujah do you know it's going to be terrible for people that have said in United Pentecostal churches and have felt the moving of God's spirit and have heard the anointing preaching of God's word. You can remember every sermon you ever heard. You can remember every altar call was ever given to you. You can remember every opportunity that God gave you to get your heart right. You're going to remember. You will have your memory. You're going to remember every time a brother came and put his arm around your shoulder and said, come on, let's go to the prayer room and pray. Let's go and seek God. You're going to remember it, friend. You will remember it. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. But when that request was denied the rich man, and Abraham said, no, Lazarus cannot come and dip his finger in some water and put it on your tongue. When that request was denied, the rich man had another request, Brother Becton. And that, was, that request was, would you please then, if he can't come here, if he can't come to this place of torment, if he cannot come here, would you please send him back to my brothers. I've got five brothers that are lost. I've got five brothers that are going to come into this horrible place that I am in. I've got five brothers that haven't listened and heeded to the word of God. I've got five brothers. Would you send Lazarus back to my brothers to tell them not to come to this horrible place? And Abraham denied that request with this answer. He said, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And again, the rich man pled. And he said, but if one were to come back from the, from the, from the graveyard, if one were to come out of a tomb, they had listened. They had hear. They had hear. But again, Abraham said, no. If they won't hear Moses and the prophets, they would not hear though one were to raise from the dead. Do you know, Moses and the prophets were dead. You hear me? I said Moses was dead. Moses wasn't still alive. The prophets weren't still alive. How were those five brothers gonna hear Moses and the prophets? How were they gonna hear? How can you believe in whom you have not heard? And how can you hear without a preacher? I'll tell you how those five brothers would hear. They would hear by going to an apostolic church and sitting in an apostolic service and hearing the preacher get up and expound what thus saith the word of the Lord. Amen. 
preacher. You hear me? I said you cannot hear without a preacher. I feel something on my heart today and I just wanna, I wanna deliver it to you. I feel God has laid something on my heart for this, for this congregation this afternoon in this town meeting service. Amen. I feel like that there are some of you that are sitting here under the sound of my voice that you will hear something from somebody else but you refuse to hear it from your own pastor. You hear me? I said you'll hear it from somebody else's mouth, but you refuse to listen to what your own pastor tells you. Let me tell you, if you don't hear your pastor, if you won't listen to your pastor, if you won't obey your pastor, you can forget it, friend. You're not going to make it anyhow. Hallelujah. Amen. In the book of Revelation, I read where the, the, the Lord sent a message to the seven churches of Asia. And the scripture would begin, the letter would begin to the angel of the church of Ephesus, to the angel of the church of Laodicea, to the angel of the church. You want me to tell you who that angel is? That's your pastor. That's your messenger. That's the man that stands behind your pulpit and brings to you what thus saith the word of the living God. Hallelujah. There's some people that hear only what they want to hear. I've got a little boy that's like that sometimes. He hears only what he wants to hear. Amen. I know that I'm talking loud enough for him to hear, but he just keeps on doing whatever he's doing and doesn't even pay any attention to me. Just like he didn't hear me. I said, just like he didn't hear me. There's some saints like that. They hear only what they want to hear. Are you hearing me today? I said you better hear every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Hallelujah. And there's some people that got the attitude. Who are you to be telling me what to do? I'll tell you who he is. He's a man of God that's been sent over you to watch for your soul. I said he's sit there to be a watchman. He's on the wall. He sees more than you see. He knows more than you know. You don't know what he knows. You hadn't seen what he's seen. You hadn't heard what he's heard. You better get rid of that attitude. You better get that spirit out of your heart. You better hear your pastor. You better hear the man of God. Oh, God. I'm not in any way. I have no way this afternoon. I'm belittling any of the fivefold ministry. I believe in every aspect of the ministry. I believe there are apostles. I believe there are prophets. I believe there are evangelists. I believe there are teachers. And I believe there are pastors. But let me tell you, let me tell you something, child of God. Let me tell you today, saint, these other ministries, they will back up the ministry of your pastor. I said they'll back his ministry up. They will back his ministry up. God never intended that these ministries be given in order so saints could, could uh, compare the ministries. God never intended for you to be a judge as to who you were to listen to and who you weren't to listen to. You better listen to every man of God that stands behind the pulpit and breaks the word of life to you. 
And if you listen to anybody, if you listen to anybody, you better listen to the voice of the man that has been placed as the watchman over your soul. You are not responsible for yourself. The man of God's responsible for you. That's what the word of God tells us. That's why it says for you to obey them that have a rule over you. Because they must give account to God for you. They are accountable to God for your soul. That's why you better do what they tell you to do. And don't do what they tell you not to do. Amen. Amen. Oh, I'm telling you, I've got a charge to keep today. You say, Brother Dunder, don't preach like that. I can't help but preach like that. I got a charge to keep. I got a charge to keep. Oh, I feel like the Apostle Paul was talking to me when he said, I charge thee. I charge you. I charge you. For I read in the book of Ezekiel, the 33rd chapter, where that the God spoke to the man of God. God spoke to the prophet. But he said, Ezekiel, you better warn the wicked of his way. For if you don't warn the wicked of his way, I'm going to take him in his wickedness and he's going to die for his sins. But his blood is going to be on your hands. And then God said, Ezekiel, however, if you warn the wicked, and he continues in his sin and will not turn from his wicked way. I'm gonna hold him accountable for his sin and he's gonna die for his wickedness. But you will not be responsible because you told him, you told him, you told him, you told him, you told him. There's some of you that I'm preaching to this afternoon that you take the words of your pastor lightly. You don't esteem the words that he speaks to you with the respect that you ought to have for the preaching of God's word. Some of you don't have a, the only the only respect you have is for somebody that can uh, you know that that that, that has a, a name, somebody that uh, uh, you know, and you you compare and you say, well, why can't my pastor preach like so and so? Don't you worry about how you you quit comparing your pastor with somebody else. Amen. You better thank God that God give you a man that wants for you that'll preach to you that'll be concerned about you that'll love your soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When, when that pastor stands behind that pulpit and opens his Bible and begins to bring to you the word of God, you need to receive it as God's word. Not as the word of man, but as it is in truth, the word of the living God. Amen. Amen. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse number 13. Amen. The apostle Paul said, For this cause also think we God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God, which ye heard of us, which ye heard of us, when, when you received the word of God, which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth. The word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. I'm telling you that that pastor stands behind the pulpit and begins to preach the word of God. Don't receive it as the word of men. Don't use your carnal mind and try to reason it out and say, well, you think I ought to do that or not. You better do it. I said, you better do it. You better do it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Because it's not just the word of a man. 
It is the word of God. Hallelujah. I said receive it as it is. The word of God. The word of God. The word of God. It was not a matter. It was not a matter of could those five brethren, could they hear? That wasn't the question. The question was, would they hear? And the uh, and Abraham said, Abraham said, if they will not hear, Moses and the prophets, they would not hear. Though one were to come back from the dead and speak to them. Amen. It wasn't a matter of could they or not. And it's not a matter of can you hear the word of God. It's a matter of will you hear it or not. I said it's a matter of will you hear it or not. It's not a matter of can you live for God. It's a matter of will you live for God. It's not a matter of can you separate yourself from the world. The question is will you separate yourself from the world. Amen. If all the gospel message could be condensed down into one word. That one word would be submission. 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 You have got to submit yourself to the word of God. Amen. 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 The devil came into the Garden of Eden and encouraged Eve to be rebellious against God. Who encouraged you to be rebellious? Who encouraged you to have that stubborn spirit? Huh? No, that wasn't God, friend. I said that wasn't God. That wasn't God. Uh, the devil's the author of rebellion. I said the devil is the author of stubbornness. Yes, he is. Because it is, it is as witchcraft. And it is as idolatry. Yes, it is. Hallelujah. Amen. It was the devil that placed that seed of stubbornness and rebellion in your heart so that you would not hear what thus saith the word of the living God. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. In the book of Ezekiel chapter 33, Ezekiel chapter 33 and verses 30 through 32 the scripture says, also, thou son of man, the children of thy people still are talking against thee by the walls. And in the doors of the houses. God said, hey, preacher, they're still talking about you. <laughs> they're still getting together in their little groups and saying well I don't think you have to listen to all that I don't think all that's necessary the children of thy people still are talking against thee by the walls and in the doors of the houses and they speak one to another everyone to his brother saying come I pray you and hear what is the word that cometh forth from the Lord and they come unto thee as the people cometh and they set before thee as my people and they hear thy words but they will not do them for with their mouth they show much love, but their heart goeth after their covetousness. With their mouth they're always talking about how they love God and how that they love their brother and how that they love their sister and how that everybody, you know, ought to love one another. But they won't listen to what the word of God, they won't do it. They'll come and they'll say amen when the preacher preaches. But they walk out the door and they keep their television in their home. They walk out the door and they keep their dresses up above their knees. They walk out the door and they keep the hair down over their ears. Come on. 
Amen. Hallelujah. And and the, the Lord said, and lo, thou art unto them as a very lovely song of one that hath a pleasant voice and can play well on an instrument. For they hear thy words, but they do them not. They leave talking about, man, wasn't that a good message tonight? And oh, our preacher sure can preach. And oh, man, that was great and that was wonderful. But they're like the man that goeth and looketh in the mirror. And when he walks out the door, he forgets what kind of man he saw when he looked at himself in the mirror. They hear, but they do not. And the preaching of the word of God is unto them like a very lovely song. Just like a lovely song. Amen. And, uh, you know, you hear the song and the tune's still in your ears when you, when you get out of the car and you're whistling, but you can't remember what the words of the song was. And you walk out the door saying, man, my, that was a good message. But somebody says, well, what did he preach? Let me see here now. What did he preach? Oh, God. Oh, God. Matthew chapter 13, verses 14 and 15. Matthew the 13th chapter, verses 14 and 15. Amen. The Lord said, and in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which saith, by hearing ye shall hear and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see and shall not perceive. For this people's heart is waxed cross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. You know, I'll read in the book of Jeremiah, the eighth chapter. The Lord spoke to his people and he said, uh, uh, why uh, are my people still in their sins? Why are they still sick? Is there no physician in Gilead? Is there no balm there? Is not her physician in her? Why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? If you'll read back up a little bit, it says because they have backslid by perpetual backsliding. It's a continual thing. They refuse to hear my instructions. It's not because that they haven't been hearing the word of God. It's not because that somebody hadn't been preaching to them. It's simply because they they won't do what God's speaking to their hearts to do. Amen. Let me tell you something, child of God. If you're lost and go to hell, you're not going to be able to point your finger at a preacher that has told you you better get in the prayer room, that has told you you better live for God, that has told you you better clean your act up, that has told you you got to live right, you got to walk straight. Amen. Oh, no. It'll simply be because you would not hear what thus saith the word of the Lord. They have hear ears, but they will not hear. They have ears, but they will not hear. The preacher says, you better get rid of your television, but they just won't do it. The preacher says, young man, you better get a good haircut, but he just won't do it. The preacher says, young lady, you better get that dress down below your knees, but they just keep wearing it up there, a little bit above, you know, just seeing if they can get by. Oh, you're not going to get by, friend. You better do what your preacher tells you to do. You better hear the man of God that stands before you. have ears but they will not hear they have ears but they will not hear in Luke chapter 10 and verse number 16 I read about where that Jesus sent his the 70 disciples out in Luke the 10th chapter he sent the 70 out and just the last words that he spoke to them before that they went out in verse number 16 Jesus said he that heareth you Heareth me. He that heareth you hears me, Brother Elder. Oh, God. Don't you ever despise the preaching of your pastor. 
very next phrase says, and he that despises you despises me. I'm telling you, when you despise the man of God, you're despising Jesus Christ. And when you will not hear the preaching of your pastor, you're saying, no, God, I will not listen to you. That's what Jesus said. That's not what Brother Dudley said. Jesus said, he that heareth you, heareth me. And he that despises you, you're despising me. They despise me. Oh, God. I'm telling you, this isn't a, this isn't a, a merry-go-round. This isn't some kind of circus where that you can just like what your preacher says if you want to. And if you don't want to, you don't have to like it. I'm telling you, you better love every word that comes from behind the pulpit that you sat before. And listen to the preaching of that pastor. You better love every word of it. Don't you let rebellion and and this. And, and despite getting your heart. For when you begin to despise your pastor, you're despising God because God gave that gift to you. I said, God gave that gift to you. God gave your pastor to you as a gift. Is this all right, Brother West? Oh, God. Oh, God. Amen. If I get out of my place, amen. I'm, I, I tell you what, after Brother Munster got through today, I just felt like crawling under one of these pews. Oh, God. And I, I don't feel worthy up here. I'm just telling you what God laid on my heart. I'm just preaching to you what God gave to me today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He that heareth you, heareth me. And he that despiseth you, he despiseth me. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. In the book of 1 John, the fourth chapter. 1 John, chapter 4. And verses 4 through 6. 1 John, chapter 4. Verses 4 through 6. The apostle said, Ye are of God, little children and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. They are of the world. Therefore speak they of the world. And the world heareth them. We are of God. He that knoweth God Heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. If you're hearing Oral Roberts and Jimmy Swaggart and, uh, and uh, Kenneth Copeland, the world will listen to them. Come on, I said the world will listen to them. And that is what, that's what the apostle said. This is how you can know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Amen. Oh yeah. You can hear them and still smoke your cigarettes. You can hear them and still drink alcohol. You can hear them and still commit your adultery and fornication and still lie and curse and still talk in tongues. Amen. And, and the apostle said they're not of God because the world will hear them. Oh my God. Oh, my God. They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. But we are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth us not. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. If you won't hear your pastor, friend, you're not of God. Is that too hard for you? You mean to talk real smooth a little bit? I'm telling you that if you want to hear your pastor, you're not of God. The apostle
Pentecostal said, if you hear us, you're of God. But if you don't hear us, you're not of God. You're of the world. Your spirit is of the world. Your spirit's not the Holy Ghost spirit. I'm telling you that the Holy Ghost and the Word of God will always agree. Your Holy Ghost will never contradict the preaching of the Word of God. You know, I've talked to people that said, uh, you know, you tell them to do something, and they say, well, if God tells me. If God tells me, who do you think's talking to you, friend? I said, who do you think's talking to you when the preacher's preaching? If God's not speaking, when do you hear him? How shall they hear without a preacher? You're hearing from God. I said, when that pastor's preaching to you, you don't have to say, well, if I, if I feel uh, the Spirit move on me to do that, I'll do it. You, you, you don't know what you're talking about. I said, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know the Word of God. You don't know what God's Word says. Because if you hear the man of God, you're hearing from God. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 27. Hey Amen. I'm going to I'm going to try to close here in a minute. Praise God. Matthew chapter 10 and verse number 27. Glory. Jesus told his disciples. He said, "What I tell you in darkness, that speak ye in the light. And what you hear in the ear, that preach you on the housetops. Amen. I in no way this afternoon I'm telling you that you cannot hear from God for yourself. I believe every child of God can hear from God. Amen. I don't believe that you have to go through a high priest to hear from God. I believe every man can approach God. But what I'm telling you is that when you hear from God, it will not contradict what you hear from the man of God. You hear me? I said, when the Holy Ghost speaks to you, it won't contradict what you hear your pastor preaching. Amen. Hallelujah. And the Lord said, what I tell you in darkness. He's talking to his disciples. He's talking to his ministers. What I tell you in the darkness, that tell you in the light. You speak it in the light. And what I tell you in the ear, what you hear in the ear, that preach you up on the housetop. What I'm preaching to you is what I've heard in my ear. What the Holy Ghost has been speaking to me to preach to you this afternoon. And when your pastor stands behind the pulpit and begins to preach to you the word of God, it's what he got on his knees somewhere in a prayer closet. Amen. It's what he got in the dark, darkness of the midnight hour on his knees, beseeching the Lord for the word that he was to bring unto you. Hallelujah. I'd like to bring to you one more illustration, then I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring, this to a, bring this to a close. Back over in the book of Jeremiah, back over in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 42. Praise God. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 42. And I, you know, this is a very intriguing story here in the 42nd chapter of the book of Jeremiah. I read about some people that were, that, that had been left uh, in Jerusalem, a remnant that was left there. The rest had been carried into captivity into Babylon. The remnant became fearful, afraid that the Babylonians were going to come back and carry them away also into captivity. And thus they begin to uh, discuss amongst themselves what they ought to do. Some of them said, we need to go to Egypt. There we can be protected from the Babylonians. And uh, they, they really didn't know what to do. But uh, the, the, the uh, uh, majority consensus was that uh, we need to go to Egypt. But finally they got, little, they got a little bit of wisdom about them. And they said, let's go ask uh, the prophet what we ought to do. And so they went to the man of God. And uh, they said, 
said, uh, Jeremiah, would you would you beseech the Lord for us? Would you hear from God for us? Would you uh, uh, would you tell us what we need to do? And so Jeremiah fasted and prayed for ten days and sought God for the word that he was to bring to these people. And uh, when he came before them, after having seeking seek, uh, seeking after having sought the Lord for ten days, he came to them and he said, uh, the God told me to tell you, don't go to Egypt. Don't go to Egypt. You shall not go down into Egypt. Verse number 19, the Lord has said concerning you, O ye remnant of Judah, go ye not into Egypt. Know certainly that I have admonished you this day. This was the message. This was the word. This was the answer. God had spoken. This was it. But you know, God not only spoke to Jeremiah and told him that, but he spoke to Jeremiah and told him what the response of those people was going to be. He said, they're not going to hear you, Jeremiah. They're not going to listen to you, Jeremiah. They're going to continue to go in their own willful way. They're not going to hear what you say. And I read, and it happens just exactly the way that the man of God said it was going to happen. In chapter 43, beginning with verse number 1 and reading verses 1 and 2, and it came to pass that when Jeremiah I have made an end of speaking unto all the people all the words of the Lord their God for which the Lord their God had sent him to them even all these words. Then spake Azariah the son of Hoshiah and Johanan the son of Korea and all the proud men. Mm, my God, that's what will get you in trouble is when you get pride in your heart. Saying unto Jeremiah, Thou speakest falsely. The Lord our God hath not sent thee to say, Go not into Egypt to sojourn there. Can you imagine? They came to him, Brother Becton, and said, Would you beseech the Lord for us? Would you pray and ask God to give, uh, give us a word from the Lord? And then when he sought God for 10 days and came back and said, This is what God said. They said, God didn't say that. <laughs> you poor misguided preacher, God didn't tell you that. Oh my God. Let me tell you, that was a poor misguided saint. You know what Egypt is. I said, you know what Egypt is. And when you begin to say in your heart, God didn't tell that pastor to preach against that. God didn't tell my pastor, that's not God speaking. That's not God telling him to preach against television. That's not God telling him, and, and, and we could go down the line, but we don't have to. You know, you know what you're supposed to be doing. I said, you know what you're supposed to be doing. Your pastor's already preached it to you. I don't have to. What, you, what I'm trying to tell you is you better start listening to what your pastor's been telling you. I said, you better start listening to what your pastor's been telling you. You come here and, and you get with the rest of the saints of God and you shout and run the aisles and talk in tongues, but you go home and you ain't living a dime of it. You hypocrite. I said, you hypocrite. Amen. Amen. Oh, God, help us not to have ears that will not hear the word of God. Don't you, don't you let that spirit get a hold of you that begins to say, oh, that wasn't God that said that. That wasn't God that spoke that to me. That, that's not God speaking. When your pastor's standing behind that pulpit preaching to you, don't you let that spirit, you better rebuke that devil in the name of Jesus. I said, you better get that devil off of you in Jesus' name. He'll destroy your soul. He'll drag you to the flames of a devil's hell. If they won't hear Moses and the prophets, they wouldn't hear anybody else. If you won't hear your pastor, you won't hear anybody. What does that mean? I'm telling you, if you won't hear your pastor, you're not going to be saved. That's what I'm telling you. If you won't hear your pastor, you're not going to go to heaven. You're not going to make it. Second Timothy chapter four. 
verses 1 through 3. I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. For the time will come. It's here. You hear me, church? You hear me saying of God? It's here. I said it's here. When they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears and they shall turn away their ears from the truth. They'll stop listening to their pastor and they'll be turned into fables. Ears that will not hear. God, give us ears to hear what thus saith. He that hath an ear, let him hear. He that hath an ear, let him hear.